All right, welcome to episode 35 of the Biased Opinion Sports Podcast. Uh, some real sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, been, they're fully in swing now. We've got some playoff hockey happening, technically not playoffs, but basically playoffs. And we have a special guest on to talk about it, Toronto Maple Leafs expert and fan, Ryan Kelly. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I'm just excited to be here and talk some Leaf hockey. So, yeah, I mean, PJ, you can get us started. Uh, the Maple Leafs, they played play Columbus in their first uh, best of five um, qualifying series game uh, this weekend. So, yeah, you get us started because Columbus is your team. Columbus is my team. I'm a big fan of uh, Coach John Tullerone. He always has his team ready to play for the playoffs. And uh, last year, we all know what happened against Tim Bay Lightning. Torch's team came out and swept them 4 nothing, which I completely saw coming. Everybody else was so surprised, but... Columbus uh, got a great defensive structure, and they really shut down the Leafs. Some physical hockey, out shooting them too, uh, 35 to 28 during the game. So it's not all defense for Torres' team. And yeah, it was a big game. Toronto on their home ice, in their home city, and it was a national broadcast game. The only game on during that time, and the Leafs just weren't at it. And then in the third period, score zero zero, breakaway uh, chance for Cam Atkinson shooting it right under Freddie Anderson's blocker side shot that should have been saved and. Oh, that's that's some controversy right there. I don't I don't know if that. I, I mean, yes, it was a savable shot, but I mean, it was still a good hard low shot. It was a good hard low shot, but I think uh, I'm predicting Columbus to win this series in four four games on the road in the Toronto hub city, which I think they should relocate to Montreal after Toronto loses this game. And I think Toronto's in play for uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Is that how you say it? Yes. And I think Toronto is very much in play in the front runners for. Uh, that player because the first overall pick in drafts because Torres is going to knock out the I, I just, Maple Leafs. I am just not going to sit here and take this just heat that's coming my way. I mean, you look at the game, I mean, yes, Maple Leafs lost, unfortunately. Freddie, looking back at that shot, even though I think it was still a good hard low shot, he probably could have got it, but I mean, there were some quality chances throughout this game where the Leafs could have scored, but they just... It, it didn't, puck didn't land your way, and that's hockey. I mean, Robertson, pretty early on, young kid, first 18-year-old to play since Jerome McGinley did in uh, the playoffs. That's his first game to play in the playoffs is, since Jerome McGinley. I mean, he went out there first shift, probably could have knocked one in, but, you know, you, you got the rookie feels. He's a young kid. He, he's a year younger than me. You, you go out there, you miss a shot, but, you know, I, I did feel like we missed some leadership. I mean... As much as I love Tavares and Matthews, like, they have this problem, or Tavares didn't have this when he was on uh, the Islanders, but he disappeared last night. I couldn't find him. Matthews, I mean, his presence was felt physically, but, like, on the ice with puck moving, he doesn't have that McDavid feel to him. And Marner, same situation. I felt like he disappeared. Nylander, in my opinion, I thought he played pretty well. Defenseman all night long. Riley, he was all right. I mean... It was a good game, and I mean, I'm hoping I I got the Leafs still winning the series, but I mean, it's gonna whatever happened last game, it, the plan needs to be thrown away and shot fifteen fifty feet under because whatever that was just simply didn't work. I I need to talk about this game some more. I we're gonna have to get into after this. We're gonna get into Maple Leafs issues that are deep rooted issues as a whole. But Great. this game alone, this game alone, just this game, we have Mitch Marner playing. Let me get the exact ice time. I don't want to mess this up. He, Mitch Marner played 20 minutes and 5 seconds. You think he was top three, top four out of forwards on this team uh, in minutes played. 
including a minute and a half on the power play. In those 20 minutes, he managed no goals, no assists, minus two, no shots on goal, no penalty minutes. So he wasn't even getting physical. He no penalty minutes. He had two hits. Did have two hits. They were probably soft hits. He probably got knocked over, but they'll credit him because the, the people keeping stats are from Toronto. One block shot. I'll give him that. No takeaways. No giveaways. We're going to hand on the puck, and he doesn't take faceoffs. Uh, he did kill one penalty. So, uh, Mitch Marner. Do not value penalty killing? Is that what we're hearing here on this podcast? I do value penalty killing, but it doesn't matter when, as a power play, $10 million a year winger, you can't score a goal. You know, you, I mean, we'll talk about the salary cap later. But overall in this game, the Blue Jackets, more shots on goal. 12 less penalty minutes. They're staying out of the box. Uh, 11 more hits. Four more block shots. I mean... Who wanted it more? The Columbus Blue Jackets. Who got their guys ready to play? Torts. PJ's guy. I have been against Torts on this podcast many times before. Torts proved me wrong. The Blue Jack or the Maple Leafs did not. I'm embarrassed. And to keep talking about it, John Tavares, the eleven million dollar man, the PJs in the bed. Oh, Toronto, Toronto's my home. I wanna I wanna bring a Stanley Cup to Toronto. I wanna be the hometown hero. He went minus two with no points. Uh he had two shots on goal, so that a boy Johnny. Good stuff. He was winning some face-offs, which is kind of surprising. Uh, but, as usual, did not provide much on the back end. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go out and come out and say that this 2 nothing game, like, I mean, obviously a loss is a loss. There's not a lot you can do. I mean, but there is some goods that you can take out of this. I don't think there is. There is some. You, you just got to look deep. You obviously, you didn't uh, this, look deep into the stats. I, I, don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, unfortunately, and... You know, next time I come on this podcast, I'm going to have an in-depth look at some Maple Leaf stats because I'm expecting a win next game. I, I think everybody is. I mean, it's not like they're going for because they're in Toronto. They're on home, home ice, the whole thing. But, I mean, I like the speed. I mean, that's obviously when you want some Maple Leafs. You see the speed. The speed was shown at times. Kasperi Kapanen can is still, in my opinion, one of the fastest guys in the league. And all it takes is, like in that expedition match against the Hab, is one penalty kill gone wrong or something like that. Kasperi Kapanen gone, shots on goal. That's what you need. You need to do old-time leap hockey. Just low shots on the blocker and let Johnny T and Austin Matthews put it away. I mean, but here's the thing. Freddie Anderson had his best game that we're going to see of him all playoffs. Let's be honest. That's Freddie, Anderson, Freddie, Freddie Anderson has never let in less than five goals in a game seven. That's a fact. Okay. Going back to his days in Anaheim when he let in five goals against Chicago in a game seven, I believe – it was in the conference finals. Then five goals on uh, 26 shots. So you're blaming Freddie for the loss? No, I'm not. I'm saying Freddie played great. But Freddie peaked in game one because Freddie only gets worse as the series goes on. Oh, and Freddie only gets worse as those lights get brighter. And when Freddie gets worse and Johnny T gets two shots on goal and Mitch Marner gets no shots on goal and Austin Matthews is taking ten clappers from behind the blue line, ricocheting off the goalie's right pad and going into the corner and getting, giving the Blue Jackets a free break out of the zone. Freddie, I mean, these games are going to get ugly. 2 nothing, 3 nothing, 4 nothing. I just don't see what I need to see out of Toronto right now. There's no urgency. And I'm not surprised. They were out partying this entire quarantine. I mean, Matthews has COVID. Whoa, I that whoa, whoa, actually, I want to talk about that. How about after the game? Honestly, in my opinion, after the game, the highlight was when Matthews called out that reporter, as he should, because that reporter had no right to disclose, like, his medical information at all, like, the way he wrote that headline was so... It was sick. 
it was a sick headline. It was uncalled for. He's like, Austin Matthews, like, has COVID-19. Click here for more information. Only sick people write that. I hate that he's not, he's a kid. There's no need to go out there and disclose, like, medical information without asking him. And I think it was the greatest thing ever, Matthews in the interview, the most professional way possible, tells him, he's like, you know, I don't appreciate that comment. I did not like what you said when I, like, like discussing my medical history like in that way it was sick it was uncalled for and I, I think that was bad and good for Austin Matthews for setting up but when it comes down to uh Freddie Anderson and the rest of the boys I mean I think Freddie could get hot we've seen it before I mean even though we always tend to lose in those games against Boston like you've seen in series where Freddie gets hot and it comes out of nowhere now he might blow the next game but he can get hot and that's the thing Five-game series, there's no Game 7. There is no Game 7, so we can't blow it in Game 7 because it's best out of five. Yeah, we're not even into the first round of the playoffs yet, though. This is the qualifying round. I know. So we need Freddie. Freddie needs to last for five more rounds. This is like getting him ready. This is warming up. Freddie's now like, oh, great. Like, I don't need to last seven games because it's best out of five. It's perfect for him. This might be the best thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, I mean, it's probably, probably bad for the world because, you know, Rona, but... It, it could help out the Leafs. It could. I mean, home ice throughout the whole tournament. Freddie Anderson, I, I love him. I, it kills me. I mean, they definitely got the better goalie when it came down when Anaheim had Gibson and Anderson, and they kept Gibson. I mean, I, I, I think both of you will agree that Anderson's better than Gibson. Yeah. I I mean, just if you want to talk about the Leafs roster construction, we, we can get into that. But I, I want to give PJ a chance to talk. Yeah, to I'm sure to, he has a lot to I say. I want to go back to uh, the Leafs before the coronavirus. We went on a uh, West Coast road trip. Lost three games in a row on the West Coast against San Jose, Los Angeles, and Anaheim. And then the third to last home game we played before the shutdown, we actually had the better goalie in Freddie Anderson, you would think. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes had to lose both their goalies and put in David Ayers. The replacement goalie, and the Hurricanes shut down the Leafs and won the game six to three with David Ayers picking up his first ever career NHL victory. That was hockey night in Canada, Saturday night. The replacement goalie and the Leafs lost, so we weren't the showing. Leafs replacement goalie too. The Leafs replacement goalie, so we were not showing good signs. We went on the West Coast and lost. We had a home game against David Ayers, biggest night in Canada hockey. Saturday night. Oh, I watched hockey that game live. That was a live stream across the North America. And we couldn't get the job done, so now take it couple months forward, and we're really surprised that Columbus is more ready to play than we have. Columbus has the coaching experience. Torres has won a cup. Who's Toronto's head coach? This guy from the minors? We already spent $7 million a year on Babcock. That didn't work. We had to send him away. What's what's the plan for our coaching situation? We've already splashed the big bucks on Babcock, and that didn't work. You know, if we're talking about Babcock, that was an experiment gone wrong. It was just nobody knew. Like, I mean, I didn't know how tough Babcock was with the guys. I don't know if you guys saw that report that when Marner was pulled up, they had uh, Marner rank like the best players and the least players, and like obviously he showed the team afterwards. Like that was awful. So I'm happy that that dude. I'm hopefully he's retired and he stays the heck out of the hockey world forever because that man is. I mean, we were saying that Alston Matthews wasn't getting enough ice time. Last night, we gave him 23 minutes and 38 seconds of ice time. We still couldn't score oh, a goal. we're bouncing back and forth so, here. Well, it was all because Babcock wouldn't give Matthews. This is a very biased po- podcast. That's right? our name. I, I can tell because we're going from well, one everybody in Toronto to is saying Austin Matthews isn't getting enough ice time. Austin Matthews isn't out there in the third period against the I'm Bruins not. in Game 7. Good thing That's I'm not That's what everyone's saying. Uh-huh. We gave Austin Matthews 25 minutes of ice time. We still can't score a goal. 
I, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that was one game out of the series. It's a long, long five-game series. A lot can happen, including Austin Matthews and Freddie Anderson finally stepping up. But one game, there's nothing you can do. It's a throwaway. You I know? mean, th- this, this Maple Leafs team has shown in the past they don't have the mental toughness. They don't have the work ethic. They don't have the discipline, and they don't have the experience to win playoff games in crunch time. They don't have, they don't have, the, they don't have it. Is, whatever the it factor is, John Tavares has lasted his entire career going back to his days on the island where the minute that guy's gone, all of a sudden you have one of the better teams in hockey in New York Island. Probably the best defensive team in hockey. And if you watch that game against, uh, I believe, the Hurricanes. Panthers. Panthers. If you watch the game against the Panthers, who have one of the best offenses in the league, they made the Panthers' power play. I think the power play, the Panthers' power play went like over something. I don't know. They shut them down. Last year in the playoffs, uh, the Maple Leafs lose in the first round. The year before, they lose in the first round. And it, it's it's a pattern we've seen over and over again. And, I mean... Can you, can you can we all agree here, though, that this Maple Leafs team is the best Maple Leafs team we've had in a decade? It's definitely better than as much as I love Phil the Thrill and Reimer and Bernier. This is by far the best. It's just going to take time. Well, it's, it's a young team. Everybody signed for another five thing. years. I, that's... We're going to get into this right now. Oh, oh now we're talking. You're, yeah, you're saying is... we have the best Maple Leafs team the last 10 years. Well, this is the best Maple Leafs team you're going to have for 10 more years, and you can't beat the Blue we Jackets. We have five years. Gonna... Five years. It's a five-year plan. Stalin's Your five-year five plan, plan is happening looks... in Toronto. This, I mean, Who's this five-year five... plan? Let me, let, me, let me tell you your, what's happening here in Toronto. Let me tell you your money situation and how this is all just going to come crashing down harder than you even want to know. So first of all, we're going to start from the most basic stuff. We're still paying Phil the Thrill for three more years. We're paying Phil the Thrill to play in the desert. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we, we're paying let's, Phil let's the clarify that it's only, I believe, it it's is 1. only 1.2 million. million for we're three paying, years. That is nothing. Why, I want to know why we're paying Phil the Thrill to not be here. Because he's a great player and we shouldn't have had because to retain Because you have to retain Cap. You don't have to unless it's a bad player like David Back is. We had to get rid of him, though. Like, I mean, his, as much as I love Phil the Thrill, I believe it was an eight-year, $64 million. You know what he did in that eight-year, $64 million? He went and won two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh yes, Penguins. Great. And now I'm, he's going to win the playoff though. games with the Phoenix Coyotes with the Toronto Maple Leafs sitting on their Phil couch. Phil is very hot right now, but he was not going to succeed in Next. Toronto. He cannot take the media. He would Next not up, like this podcast. We have, we, have a guy, like we have a guy who went to the island. Unlike Johnny T, it succeeded... And one big games, Robin Lehner, who why are we still paying him? We're paying him a million. So that's two point three million that we are paying uh, for guys who are that's playing extremely well year. on other teams. To clarify, that is just for this year. Robin Lehner is, but Phil is two more years. years after this. Now we're going to talk about some long term injured reserve. Oh. So Kyle Dubis doesn't know how to operate a salary cap, and he screwed himself this offseason. He's off a smart season. guy. Let's he paid three. He paid guy. four to five players about ninety five percent of his salary cap. So, so rather than rather than operate the salary cap like a normal hockey team, he has to put these guys that he that passed Maple Leafs James, I guess you can't blame for that, such as Nathan Horton, David Clarkson. These guys are out of the league, they've been retired forever. He's gonna have to pay them over time. The long term range reserve makes no sense. If anyone's smarter than me with the salary cap, they can look this up. But I, I believe the Maple Leafs are gonna have to pay out this they owe each player five and a half million. They're gonna have to spread this out over the next like seven years or something like that. Because it's the long-term injury, you can't just not pay that money. They have to pay them. I, I believe I, I'm not an expert on this, and I if anybody wants to call me out, I'm sure you, there's a way to find me and contact me about this. But I believe there's a way of doing that 
where it's a lot of uh, bonuses and stuff, and it's not directly hit on the cap. I believe that's a deal with Clarkson and Horton, is that there's a lot to do with uh, little bonuses and stuff that doesn't directly hit the cap. I could uh, be wrong, but I believe I, I started a tweet about that one time. And then another another long-term injury reserve member we have is Andreas Janssen, who he's 25, and he was one of our best. He's one of, he's one of your best young wingers, I thought. He's one of your best is, secondary is he scoring he was one of your better players. He's a long-term injury reserve, but we're si- we have him signed four more years, three and a half million a year. I, I and believe he's, he's he, long-term injured. I believe he's supposed to come back, but he's long-term injured. I, I don't I, think you can come oh, back for a long-term injury reserve. Also, in 2013, we gave, I believe you can take them off. In 2013, oh, we gave Dion Funes a seven-year, forty-nine million dollar contract. What were we thinking, locking up Dion Funes for seven years? That was different management, and Dion, instead of fill the thrill, fill the thrill, he was signed for an eight-year, sixty-four million. He got paid by the Maple Leafs. Yeah, we dumped him and we kept Dion Phaneuf. Phaneuf was a great leader. Anybody Phaneuf will was, tell you that Phaneuf like led those He was those a soft defenseman. Soft. And then I. And then also. Uh, a soft defenseman. Also on June twenty second, two thousand nineteen, we traded Patrick Marlowe and gave up a first round pick just to get rid of him. How many teams in the NHL give up uh, first round picks? Hey, to was, their don't worry, cap? don't worry. That leadership paid off really well when we lost in Game Seven by letting up six goals to the Boston Bruins. Wait, was that two years game. ago? I, I don't like these players. Oh, that was last off season. This last is, off season, we gave up a first round pick just to get rid of a guy. This is a guy that never, we signed to be a guy that we signed to be a leader, but that leader couldn't lead us to anything besides a Game Seven loss. Which Patrick Marlowe. I don't know why we're signing that guy to lead us through the playoffs. False. I don't know why we're signing that guy to lead us through the playoffs when all he's done his entire career on the San Jose Sharks is losing game sevens. Lies, deception. And moving on. Moving on. I'll wait to stop right here. Patrick Marlowe was not come. He did not come to Maple Leafs to like, like sing Kumbaya and win a Stanley Cup. The reason he was brought there was to lead Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. That was the reason. You see them on Instagram. They're the boys when they're all together. He came in, he showed them the way of life of how to work and live in the NHL. And that's what he did. He did his job. He pa- did his job. Patrick Marlowe has been in the NHL for 22 years. And it was a perfect leader. On the, the most, some of the most successful regular season teams of all time. And he has never won a Stanley Cup. And he's blown a 3 nothing lead. Pretty so we're bringing a guy who's blown a 3 nothing lead without a ring. He's, he's been in the league. Well, Toronto. He's been in the league for... He, well, that's the thing. We don't want that. That's what we're trying to avoid. No, I, I we need to avoid choking. The reason he was brought there was to lead all the boys. Wait, we need that's to move on from Marla. Moving on from Marla, let's talk about the blue line for a second. Morgan Riley, he's far and away your best defenseman, if you ask of me. Of course. Everybody will agree with that. You know, he, he's not, he's not the best defensive defenseman. But Morgan Great Riley, Morgan, I would argue the only truly good contract you have on this roster is Morgan Riley for three more years, five million a year. Two more years after this year. I'll challenge that one pretty well. And then, Jake talk Muzzin. about the defense. Jake, well, Jake Muzzin is a 31-year-old defenseman for four million and who is signed until 2024 for $5.6 million. That is not bad. You're going to be paying, he brings the heat. He's out I'm there sure killing people. Hit that's them. what Blackhawks fans said about Brent Seabrook. That's just not going to age well. Jake Muzzin's a physical player, and that game is not going to age well. When he's, he's doing well pretty well. I mean, he's 35. He had a short season this year. This is a throwaway, so he's just got to survive one more year. And then, well, I have to keep talking about this. Next year, you're going to have $4.5 million in salary cap space, or $4.8 million. You're losing... Cody Cece, who averaged the fourth most minutes on your entire blue line, he played 20 minutes a night, and he was... You know who your leading penalty killer was this year? You know who had the most amount of time on the penalty kill? Cody Cece. He's long gone. And this is already a pretty bad penalty kill. This is a pretty bad defensive team. Not against the Habs. I believe we scored two times. Well, that's not... Uh, congrats. It's the, it's the Canadians. I take pride in that game. 
That's a bad team. So you're losing your best penalty killer. Goodbye, Cody. You're gone. We can't afford to keep you. I'm sorry. We can't afford to keep you. I'm sure he doesn't want to be there either. Tyson Berry, who we traded Nazem Kadri, who scored a really clutch goal for the Avs this weekend. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, point one seconds. seconds. Very good for him. Nazem Kadri's a pretty good two-way center. He, he got is. suspended a couple times because but, Babcock but doesn't know how to coach. Did you want us to keep where? Like, I, I mean, wanted you to pick up a defenseman who can hit. Not Tyson Berry. But there was nobody on the market. And instead, so, listen, the ideal Tyson Berry was so, he was going to lead the power play. Can he do it? Absolutely okay, not. But he, he's a one-year rental and he's gone. You can't afford I, him. I know, but we couldn't keep Kateri. So you're not, it was better to have him than have some bum in the AHL or have Willinger so out the, there on the second line. The sixth, he's not ready. He's the young. sixth worst defensive team in the NHL just lost their best defensive defenseman and their the guy who played the second most ice time for their team this year. The second most ice time for a defenseman is gone. And the number one penalty killer, best defensive defenseman, is gone. So the sixth worst defense in the league just got worse. Undebatable. Travis Dermott, statistically, was your best defenseman this year. Two-way defenseman. Restricted free agent. You can't afford him. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, but He's can, probably either going to hold he's, out. He's RFA, though. So yeah, gonna... but you can't afford him. So maybe, you, maybe, you, maybe he'll sign the qualifying offer for one more season, and then he's gone. You can, you we can open him. up cap, though. I mean, you get rid of guys. Like, Kapanen was getting searched Well, before we're talking he... about getting rid of guys. And this yeah, is where we get into the forwards. It's a wheel you, and deal. You're already the least. You going. already have some of the worst depth of any playoff team in the NHL. Probably the worst depth. Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Mitch Marner are signed until 2023 at least. Marner and Tavares signed to 2025. 2024-2025. $11 million a year each. Those three guys... I like Matthews as a player, probably because he's American. I'm a little biased. I think Matthews is good. John Tavares has never had 90 points in a season. He's not a good defensive center. He's average at best as a defensive center, but I don't think he is. He's not. I don't think he's. That, I don't think. I don't think he's special Pretty defensively. Pretty good at faceoffs. He's not as good as Bergeron. He's not as good as Taze. Oh, I mean, you can't compare. You get like you're comparing him to the league's best for the so, top well, two centermen. But the thing about Tavares is. He is. He is a, like, top five centerman. Same thing with Matthews. Maybe not. John maybe Tavares has center. never even hit 90 points in a season. We paid him $11 million. He's, ne- he's never won anything in the playoffs, and he couldn't lead He couldn't lead the Islanders to the second round. And we paid him $11 million. Mitch Marner is a winger who doesn't play defense and can't get shots and go in a playoff game. $11 million. That's money down the drain. And then don't even get me started on William Melander, who holds out. Who holds out in hockey? When's the last time you saw a holdout in hockey, PJ? A long time. I... And the then the rest of this money. team... I would want my money, too. I'd, I'd hold out of my employer for money. And we have five it's forwards. Well, why is the Toronto employers the ones who are always being held hostage? Because they're smart why is Nathan McKin- Why is Nathan McKinnon taking good deals for the team? Can't why is Bergeron you know why? Marchand taking because good deals Because he didn't take economics in high school. That's what, what's what's wrong with the Toronto culture where you can't take good deals you for the team? You know what it is in Toronto? they got to deal with tough media like what we have here today. So they're smart enough to go out and get paid. So if you go out and get paid like Austin Matthews, you can't be... Complaining about coronavirus questions during a pandemic. He didn't complain about it. He called him out. That if I he had, seemed a little bit more rattled about the media than he did Seth Jones. I, him. I would be too. Sir. I would be pretty rattled too. That was awful reporting, and he should be banned from the Toronto media. That dude from the Toronto Sun. Seth is, Jones is locking down our thirty million dollar so line right now. In in two Different. seasons, we we're scheduled to have twelve players on our roster with twelve million dollars. But in it's a five year plan. Five-year plan. Five year so, plan. but in two years into this five-year plan, we need to get signed twelve players with twelve million dollars. And the only way it would free that up 
So Freddie's gone at this point. So he's Freddy, got two years left. So yes, we won't have. So in that year, we won't have Freddie. So you have Jack Campbell, who will be thirty-one-year-old career backup. Jack Campbell, who got replaced by a minor leaguer with a sub nine hundred save percentage as your starting goaltender. That's not true. There's this thing I'm gonna enlighten both of you. It's it's crazy. It's called the NHL draft. It's crazy. It happens once a year. The, the Toronto Maple Leafs have great success with drafting we drafted goalies guys such like Tuukka Rask, yes. who you then traded for nobody's. That's Jordan. Jordan Bennington doesn't grow. Um, up unfortunately, Jordan Bennington doesn't grow. Up I cannot predict the future, but I can tell you that and at if, least if the skeleton. If you're, if if you're wasting your draft them. picks on goalies, then let's get into defense because you'll have three defensemen under contract, I believe. You'll yep. have Morgan Riley, Jake Muzzin, an old Jake Muzzin, a, a batter Jake Muzzin. Morgan Riley, who's Jake had his, oh, his own injury. You hate Jake Muzzin. There's no need. Why Morgan is Riley, Jake Muzzin still getting hate? Mor- uh, Morgan Riley, who's had his own injury problems, and Justin Hull, who, I, well, that guy's actually pretty good. He's, he's a good guy. So you can't rely on the NHL draft because you're going to have to give up more draft picks to create more cap space. Like we already traded Patrick Marlowe. Exactly. We can get more cap. And then we're, we're gonna do it. Our, our forward depth is abysmal. We have... Not including the guys who are on long term IR, Johnson. Who I don't know what's wrong with that. You, you're the you're the wait. We need. An, I don't know what his injury is. I don't know the long term IR doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't think even NHL reporters understand. Yeah. But you know what? We'll get we'll we'll get the dude from the Toronto Sun that uh, called out Matthews. We'll, we'll get him on here and I'll give him a piece of my we, mind and then we'll kill we we'll us about the cap. We have seven forwards under contract. And so we have one goalie who's terrible. We know he's not starting quality. Jack Campbell. You think oh, Jack okay. Cam- Jack no, Campbell's our only goalie? Trying to go after Anderson. We have three defensemen, six forwards, hey, and one goalie. Trash on Campbell all you want, but when we traded for him at the time, we had who was our backup? Uh, McElhaney, I believe his name was. He was horrific. I mean, I'm pretty sure David Ayers could have played better than that dude. Like, I mean, he was definition of a sim. We bring in Jack Campbell, and when I tell you that was the best Leafs game I watched this season, was when Jack Campbell came in and then he won, I think, like two in a row. It was beautiful. I actually felt good with myself, which I never do because when I watch the Toronto Maple Leafs, such as the other night, I don't know what to do with myself because I shake my head and I see the potential. But, like, that's what you need is you need guys to lead, and I've seen it out of Jack Campbell. He's no stud, but, you know, he's, he's a decent backup goalie, and that's what you need. It's like... He has a 900 save percentage <laughs> this year. I, I'm just yeah, telling I, you, from what I've seen out of Jack Campbell, he's a lot better than the other guys we've had, such as McElhaney. He, look up his save percentage. That's terrific. This long-term outlook for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I personally, I don't see how you can win a Stanley Cup when you're... We haven't even talked about how this salary cap. Dubas built this team around a massively increased salary cap after the season. Which is not yeah. going to happen. That's not happening. That's a completely flat salary cap this next year, the year after, and then the next two years. Down, correct. It's pretty to be completely flat, not changing it by like a cent. And then in three years, it will go up like 1%, and four years, it'll go up like 2%. Because of our, it goes directly, direct so, relation to the earnings. As, right, I believe. as we begin to pay guys like Jake Muzzin more money, the salary cap doesn't, it doesn't coincide with that. And so Dubas, who, and also Justin Hall is going to be making more money then. We have a lot of guys that we're going to be paying them more money. We have a lot more roster spots to fill and a lot less talent in the pipeline because we don't have a first round pick this year we don't have a third round pick for uh the next two years we don't have a fifth round pick we tried our seventh round pick uh there's a there's a ton of conditions on our first and second round pick for the next two years um it's uh it's i don't know what our draft talent's going to be here 
and PJ, you had a, you had a great, you had a great, I don't know what to call it, analogy or something about Toronto sports in general and their GMs that you uh-huh. said to me yesterday, and I, I want you to say on the podcast, it was beautiful. So we have the Toronto Raptors, a team in our city, who knows how to win a championship. They build their team like a hockey team. They play as a team. They got depth at all, all I, positions. I'm not liking how this is Homegrown talent. Okay. And then when they're close to a championship, they make a move for a big star like Kawhi Leonard, and it works out, and they win a championship instead of signing Johnny I, T just to get bounced in the first I round. I hope that's how <laughs> Toronto. Meanwhile, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they run their team like a basketball team. They're getting their five stars. They're paying them a bunch of money. They don't really worry about the bench. They don't really worry about the rest. The only or person, the coach. Or the coach, which they try to get a good coach, but then they fire the coach. But it's awful. I'm happy he's out of town. I guess right now we have to see what, who Austin Matthews wants as his head coach to really be like an NBA Whoa. team. But then... If you also look at it, we built they our... They didn't ask him when they signed Tortorella. We, not, excuse me, not Tortorella. What's his name? Babcock? Babcock, yeah. Now if we look at our NBA team, we have our like five stars that we paid and they've held out for their big contracts. We built this star say. NBA team without the goalie. That's part that doesn't make any sense. Freddie's a great goalie. But he's not, he's not a championship winning goalie. He has, he has you literally, think, literally never led in less Why, why don't we go and sign Bobrovsky? So he, he's a lot better than some of the other guys they're throwing out there. Why don't we go out and sign Bobrovsky or some big free agent hey. goalie? Make a splash in free agency with a goalie. You know, there's a, the problem right now is we shouldn't be signing anybody in free agency because we have salary cap. If you get rid of Nylander's contract and... No, I'm, and, all, uh, I'm all for next offseason. And Freddie's contract, we can get if, Bobrovsky. There's the money right if there. If this doesn't work out this season, because let's remember, it's only been one game. If it doesn't work out this season, That's I That's what the Lightning fans said last year. Oh, it's only one game. Torch only beat us one time. Torch beat him three more times after that. As much as I love these views, just... It's one game. Let's remember, if we go into the offseason, we get blown out. Columbus, you know what? They beat us. I'm okay exploring and looking around what you can get for Nylander. If you can get draft picks and stuff, I'm open for trading him. Am I okay with trading Tavares, Matthews, or Marner? Absolutely not. I would never Because they're the bros, right? They're the bros. They're They're the the bros. bros. They're they're the seventh game seven exit bros. Uh, they are the boys. They will lead the Maple Leafs to Cup. When Nylander signed that contract, I was a little hesitant at first. I remember I was working. I start. I got an update on my phone. Like, William Nylander finally signs a contract like, after holding out. And I, I, I thought, I was like, you know, I don't know if this was the right move, but I'm going to see what I, – I trust the buzz, and I'm going to see how this works out for them. I, can, I, can I say – I have two more things to say. PJ might have more, but me personally – William Nylander is making more than Brad Marchand, mm-hmm. Patrice Bergeron, yep. and David Pasternak. Yep. How does that happen? If how does hold, that happen? If you hold out and want more money, I think that's how it Why happens. Why doesn't – but it's – Dubas has to know as an NHL GM that William Nylander is not the missing piece. Like, if you don't have William Nylander – We did find, find out. out. We were doing completely fine. Dubas had Dubas, Dubas had all the leverage. He could have traded him for picks. No, we we didn't have any leverage with Nylander because he was holding out. Exactly. You don't, but you don't need him. You could have traded that. You could have traded his rights for so a second you, round pick and being completely fine. No, he's too valuable for a second round pick. He was he was caught in a corner. What are you gonna do? You can't trade you're, him for you're something. Trade him. He's still very talented. Anybody who wants as a kid knows. Cam like, Neely trades him. Cam Neely traded the second overall pick because he didn't care. Great. Good for Cam Neely. Good thing we're up north in Toronto. Cam Neely has a ring. Nice, good. I'm, I'm hoping the Maple Leafs can get a ring too. I, I hope everybody gets rings. It's like, uh, if you never, what is, what's right. that song? If you never like to put then, a ring on it, I hope that happens. My second question about the Maple Leafs is, if I, I want to say when, but I guess if we lose to the Columbus Blue Jackets, where we play in the real first round, if if we don't make it to at least the second round this year, 
what 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 goes down in Toronto? What happens? What's the big? Don't move? tell me we come back with the same coach, same roster, same GM. Oh, that's what the Toronto media would hate. That they don't tell me that's happening because the city of Toronto will burn down, burn down to the ground if this happens. A lot of questions. Are we? What what is? What moves are we making? What, what's Who are we firing? Who are we bringing in? How are we going to save this franchise if we can't beat John Tortorella and a bunch save. of 40-point scores in the first round of a qualifying round? Yet again, we have five in years. In our home rank. We have five years. This is not a one-year thing. So if we lose this year, because let's remember, yet again, one game. So like, we did not lose the series yet. If somehow, someway, we lose to the Blue Jackets, which I, I'm an, anticipating a win throughout the series. I hope I'm invited back on this podcast so I can celebrate. I'll bring in a little party hat. It will be a great night, and we'll celebrate together. I'll, I'll buy some, like, Coke, and we'll, I don't know, we'll, we'll get crazy. We'll have some Kit Kats, too. We'll celebrate. It will be great. But if we lose, which isn't going to happen, but if somehow, someway it does, I'm okay with exploring trading Nylander. Maybe you do have to pick up another goalie. I mean, I don't know who it would be, who's on the market. We're going to have to look up some free agents. Maybe that would be an interesting topic for another show. But, yeah, no, I agree that if, for whatever reason, there we lose the series, I, I think the media should go after Toronto. And maybe the bus, I mean, it's it, pretty soon. You're, if it's not within three years, you got to get rid of them. But we'll see. I think we pulled off though, so hopefully we'll never have to answer that question. I mean, once, once the coronavirus goes away, I mean, how many times are we going to send fans out to Jurassic Park to get excited in the first and second period to have their hopes and dreams <laughs> oh, crashing down in the third period? You can't deny you that's have the, the most camera, amazing scene ever. The camera pans to the fans all excited. It's beautiful. When Mitch Marner scores on the power play in the first period, but when Johnny T can't backtrack in the third, and Freddie Anderson lets in a shot over his glove. The fans in Jurassic Park are devastated every single year. That's the most beautiful scene in all of hockey right there is Jurassic Park in the playoffs. It's a beautiful sight. I, I love Watson that, but, I mean, yeah, it is pretty funny when you also, see. Also, before we start winning the Stanley Cup, don't we have to get to one first? Like, we have to get to a conference we're, finals. We, we need to get there this year. I didn't, have, I didn't, we didn't have late-round experience, late-round playoff grind. We don't have that. We have a lot of experience golfing in June. A lot of experience golfing in May. You know what the Bruins had to do before they won a Stanley Cup? They had to go seven games with the Montreal Canadiens in the first round. Great. We, I mean, we... The Toronto Maple Leafs for their Stanley Cup was battling a pandemic. So, like, damn. It was a a grind for the Bruins to get to the Stanley Cup perennial contender that they are now. It was a grind. I mean, they they blew a 3-0 lead to the Flyers, and then they bounced back. But this... The the heart and the, the... The... Mental strength, I guess you could say, and the determination and the the leadership of Bergeron, Chara, Rask. Do you see that in anybody on this roster? Because I don't. I don't. Yes, yes. I look yes, up and yes, down this yes. roster. You know what I see? I see a guy who tweets out pictures in his pajamas as an excuse for leaving a team that he was supposed to save, and all he did was drag through the gutter into the lottery year after year after year of missing the playoffs. And what did he do? He tweeted out a picture of him in his pajamas. Right now, That's what he did. That's what John Tavares did. And you know what I see? I see Mitch Marner caring a lot more about that contract and about his weekend, his weekend plans, than winning games. And I see Austin Matthews getting arrested in the offseason, testing positive and coming after reporters and what? focusing more on reporters after a loss. You're, you're getting mad at Austin for I don't see this class. I don't see class. I don't see, I don't see class of you. I think both. If you're going after Austin Matthews for having the coronavirus, I'm I don't going see after class Austin, I'm you. going after Austin Matthews for getting arrested 
in the Nobody lobby of a condo a in Phoenix, Arizona for verbally assaulting a receptionist in the offseason rather than staying focused on winning a Stanley Cup. You know, I want that's my the ultimate goal. If he gets angry, I want him to sell it. So good for you, Austin. Go, go get a rest. Instead of having a war of words with the media, I think Austin Matthews should be uh, worrying about scoring a goal against Jonas Corposalo. It was very classy. It was very... Very. Jonas Corpusalo is not even the best goalie in Columbus, and he but, shut down the best offense in hockey. Three, three, eleven million dollar guys. But we back, have four sixty points. A career backup scores. for Jonas Corpusalo. But been back a to the backup. question of do I see anybody on this team like leading? You know what I'm looking at a photo of right now? What are we looking at a photo of? I'm looking at a photo of Jake Muzzin holding a Stanley Cup above his head, and all I can think of is Jake Muzzin in a Maple Leafs jersey doing the same thing. Why? Because it's not just him. He doesn't have to lead this team. He's got Gianni P. He's got Austin Matthews. He's got Hyman. Like, we have guys that can do it. And you know what we're going to do when we win the thing? We're going to bring back all the guys that should have won it, like Jonathan Lupul. Those guys deserve to ring. But Tyler uh, Bozak? <laughs> not Tyler Bozak. No, he, he unfortunately doesn't make the list of guys we James should bring back. No, not Tavier either. He, Fill the throw? Is Nathan Horry going to lift a cut? Nathan Horner going to get to lift the cup? No, not Nathan. He's on a contract. Bernie Robin Lehner going to get to lift the cup? Bernier Phil? We're still paying no, Phil. No, he's not going to be able to lift the cup. That's for sure. Bernie and Reimer can come back. It's going to be a, You know where we're going to do this huge celebration? We're going to do it at Jurassic Park. It's going to be beautiful. There's going to be cameras. It's going to be Are the amazing. boys going to be there? The boys will be there. There's going to be a documentary about it. It'll be like how the Maple Leafs won despite a global pandemic. It right. only took a global pandemic for the Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. I don't think I can talk about the Maple Leafs anymore. That's enough Maple Leafs talk for me. That this five-year plan, I look forward to seeing it not play out. Oh, I look I'm forward to. Too. I look forward to taking a victory lap um, when the Maple Leafs five-year plan doesn't pay out. And speaking of victory laps, I need to talk a little baseball. Oh, here we go! Another fun topic. I'm very excited. I need to talk a little baseball because at the beginning of the season, last episode. Me and PJ got in a discussion about Andrew Benatendi. Andrew Benatendi, in my opinion, is probably the most overrated athlete in Boston sports. I said this before the season, remember. Back when Andrew Benatendi was coming off a season where he batted 250. Like, oh, it's just one down year. Two seasons of regression I made, in my opinion. Made it be known that I believe he's overrated and that I believe he's in due for a fourth, third straight year of regression. So far this season, Andrew Benatendi is batting, I believe, 800. No, 800. .08, I should say. 8%. 80. 0.80? Well, that's, he's, he's, he's like batting 80%. 80. He's batting 80. He's batting 80. He has one extra base hit. He had a double like three games ago. He has two hits on the season. Um, I think he might have more errors than hits. Um, if you watch a Red Sox game, you go on Twitter, you see Carabas Nation uh, tweeting about how Andrew Benatendi looks lost in the base path, looks lost in, in the outfield. And all I have to say is that I was right. I don't care if we're only like seven games into a 60-game season that should be a 100-something game season. I was right. This guy can't play. And the minute his two-week quarantine is up, I want Yezu Puig taking Andrew, and taking Andrew Benintendi's spot. And just... I, I want him to prove all the doubters wrong. And I want, to see, I want to see my boy Puig in the outfield. And I want to see Puig batting cleanup for the Boston Red Sox. Because, oh, and another thing with Benintendi... He's taken two days off for rest already. He's 25, but what do you do? 26. 26 year old who doesn't even get on base to run. So what do you, what do you need to rest for? But it's not like you're playing 
you're running a marathon in a soccer game. Like you're you're playing baseball and you're not even getting on base. So why are you wrestling? I this guy needs to get a haircut, get in the get in the batting cage and work on his swing because he can't play. Bottom line, he's done. Ben, he can't play. Ben, get him out of town. Ben Intendi's had 24 at bats this year. His on base percentage is actually .333. He's had nine walks, so clearly pitchers are afraid to pitch to Ben Intendi. <laughs> this is a matter of time before Ben Intendi breaks out out of this slump. And actually, my focus should be is on uh, Michael Chavis, who's been just as bad, if not worse, than Ben Intendi. Uh, the 158 batting average. Everybody last year was acting like Michael Chavis was this great young player the Red Sox had, including your grandmother, who's a big Michael Chavis fan. For no reason, Michael Chavis is a he's a he's a terrible baseball player too. He's got one home run, one walk. He's not working the counts. He struck out nine times. So I don't know what Michael Chavis is doing right now. I think we need to give Benintendi some more time. He's uh, showed some promise as our first round draft pick in 2015. Won a World Series with us. Michael Chavis was not winning World Series with us. So I think uh, Ben Attendee's, he's going to heat up pretty soon if the season gets finished. I'm, hey. I'm a big fan of Ben Attendee. I'm sticking on the bandwagon. 24 at-bats, pitchers are fair, fearful of him. He's working counts, nine walks. You say he never gets on base, he gets on base a third of the time. What? The, the first like the first two weeks of this, this show, this show's existence, last summer, I was talking about Yezu Puig, and your dad called in, and brought up Yezel Puig's OPS. He said he's not good and used OPS as evidence for why he's not good. And his OPS wasn't very good. That's a fact. But right now, you know who's dead last on the team for any full-time player in OPS? Andrew Benintendi. Cut the hair, get in the batting cage, or get off this team because he's a liability, and I don't want to see him in the – I, I just don't want to see him on the Red Sox anymore. I can't I can't even watch it. It's embarrassing. And all these Carabas Nation loves Andrew Benatendi. This guy can't play. I don't know why we market him as some young star. He had a great rookie season. That's a fact. But three straight years now of regression, I don't care if we're only six games in, eight games in for him. I, I can't watch him play anymore. I just can't. I can't do it. He can't play. And I don't want to watch him play, and I don't want him on this team anymore. And I hope they train him for a bag of balls because at this point, that's what he's worth. And I don't know, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers will give you something for him. A team like that, they could sell some jerseys. They could tweet about his lettuce, kind of like we've been doing. But overall, I need Benintendi gone. And that's all I have to say about baseball. And, yeah, that's it for that topic for me. I just I just need to take a little vict- a short little victory lap a couple weeks into the baseball season. Uh, it, it feels good. It feels good to be right about Benintendi right now. Uh, thoughts on Brandon Workman? I, I don't know much about the Red Sox pitching. I just know that they're all terrible. Okay, yeah, we're all in agreement. Uh, never mind that. Well, last night, uh, Matt Barnes blew the lead against the Yankees. I was actually watching that game. I thought the Red Sox were going to win. Uh, there's Chris Mazza looked pretty good. Two outs, and Chris Mazza didn't pitch last night. You guys see a pitcher? I'm not even sure what he is. Two nights ago. He's a, he's a reliever. Uh, yeah, Matt Barnes had two outs, nobody out on the bottom of the eighth. Red Sox are born, and then the Red Sox lost it. Matt Barnes walked Mike Talkman and it all went downhill from there. Last night, Xander Bogarts was carrying the team. Four at-bats, four hits. Devers also hit a home run. So we only have two good players, and if we keep sucking, and these other teams keep getting the coronavirus, Red Sox could just, they might as well just back out of the league pretty soon. What's the point of them even finishing the season? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this team. We're already, oh. we're already uh, three back of Baltimore. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a hard thing to comprehend. And, um, I mean, on a more positive note, well, not really, 
You guys haven't been doing good. But I want to talk about the Bruins for a little bit, too, before this end of the show. The Bruins um, have lost both games of their bubble so far. Both Neither game really matters too much. Some delusional Bruins fans on Twitter will tell you that they got screwed out of the one seed and that this, this round robin's important. It's not. Home ice doesn't matter. Seeding doesn't matter. Blue Jackets showed that last year. They're going to show it again this year when they uh, whoop Toronto. Um, I don't care who the Bruins play in the first round. I, I honestly want to play a good team in the first round because you're going to have to beat them eventually. So I hope we get a team like Pittsburgh. Or actually, I don't know if Pittsburgh will make it because Carey Price clearly does not want Alexis Lafreniere on his team. That guy's standing on his head. Um, but the Bruins, I'm extremely biased when it comes to Bruins talk. Listeners of this podcast probably do know that. Um, I'm not worried, but these last two games, the intensity has been there. And if it doesn't, PJ, I'm sure you have some things to say about this. The, inten- the intensity hasn't been there. For the scrimmage, which, I mean, they were switching goalies halfway at 10-minute mark in the second period. Like, it was a midgets game, and your dad was taking me out, seven and whoever the other guy was. But that, that didn't feel like a super real game. But this, I mean, that uh, qualifying round game against the Flyers, the Flyers, uh, I mean, they were picking corners on Halak all night. It was... Uh, yeah, where's Tuka right now? Why is he not playing? He's feeling better. He's coming back soon. That's that's what I got. That's my source. And then Bergeron missed practice today because he has like a maintenance day. So whenever people miss practice, we just call them maintenance days. Well, Bergeron could use a maintenance day. He's had I don't, three months we, of maintenance days. Do we? Yes, but do we Tuka really want? Tuka been we, in Finland the last wanna, three months. What was Tuka doing in Finland the last three months? Not getting ready for the NHL season to resume. Tuka will be fine. Is Pasternak ready or is he? Is he out in the town with Austin Matthews and the boys out in Toronto? No, you know what? Or is he watching film in his dorm room? I need to tell you why Pasternak. We need to let Pasternak probably has COVID. Pasternak wasn't allowed to practice because you know why? Because he was getting extra ice time in a local rink. No, he he was was out to dinner with Andre Kosh. No, him and Andre Kosh were in a local rink practicing. Some kid took a video of it. Some kid who drives the Zamboni took a video of it and tweeted it and he said. Pasternak and Kasha getting an extra ice time or something. Send it to send it to War Ice Rink was close. Send it to whoever in ninety eight five and then they tweeted it out and then they get in trouble. And they that Pasternak practiced and then the NHL said, Oh, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to get extra practice time and it's only you and your teammate who are gonna be bubbled together anyway. Kasha by the way, I think that's all. Pasternak twenty one twenty one minutes. Thank you. Pasternak twenty one minutes, two shots on goal, zero hits, zero blocks, minus three. That's not and an we all know he choked game. in the playoffs last That's year. It's not an elimination game. Last year he it was awful in the playoffs. He blamed game. it on his thumb because he fell out of an Uber. He better have his thumb prepared this year. I cannot wait to see Pop knock light the lamp in the first round against Torts. I can't wait to see it. Torts will shut him down just like he shut him down last year. Um, Are you a Blue Jackets fan? Is that I'm a Torts fan. Ah, I, I love Torts. I see. And it's a shame that the, that the Bruins and the Blue Jackets are in the same conference. I want Torts to win the cup again. Oh, I see. Because when Torts wins the cup, Shams will say it's a fake cup and has an asterisk. Tukaras had a cough. Are you saying it isn't? He has a cough. Tukaras had a cough. The NHL forced him. The NHL No wonder why they, they have zero positive COVID tests because they call the COVID positive test a cough. He had a cough. He was forced to quarantine to two days and he had to get two, two days. Neg- he had to two get days. two had, days. He, no, he had to get two negative tests before he was allowed to be with the team again and he, he, he passed both tests with flying colors, I will say. So Tukaras will be back with the team. He's ready to play. Tuka's always ready to play. He gets a bad rap for no reason because... Bergeron minus two. Marshawn minus two. What's going on? The Flyers play a great hockey game. 
they had a lot of highlights. Lozon going out there and having 12 penalty minutes. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. Uh, the, yeah, the Flyers have... K-Man, minus one. The Flyers are a very good team. How's K-Man going to get more than 12 minutes of ice time? He's a minus one. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I I'm, I mean, it's a round-robin game. They were, they were trying... Bruce is trying out some different things. But this Bruins team... I said, three, before the, I said it before this play. happened, and I'm sticking with it, and I'm still confident. No team has more experience. The experience doesn't matter. More leadership, more heart, more grit, more determination than this Boston Bruins team. And more talent. I think this Bruins team is the most talented team in the league. And these, these Lightning, uh, they don't exist, but hypothetical Lightning fans might be coming at me on Twitter or something about this. But, oh, well, Hedman and... Stamkos are way nastier than... I, I prepare. I have five burner accounts I plan on destroying this show later tonight. It's, I mean, these these Tampa Bay Lightning fans, in quotations, it, uh, might be mad when I say that the Bruins are the most talented team or, like, Capitals fans. I Give me a break. Power play specialists, just like the Lightning were last year. Uh, the Bruins are the most talented team when it comes to players who can play on both ends and do you know who, uh, players who can do it all. Do you know who Philip Myers is? And Travis Sanheim? No, I, no. No? They're defensemen for the Philadelphia Flyers who were plus three last game. Shutting down our first line of Pasternak, Marshawn, and Berger. We were minus two, minus two, minus three. I'll repeat. Philip Myers and Travis Sanheim. Plus three. Completely dominating the battle against the Flyers. The Flyers are a great team. They're deep. They're one of the deepest teams in the league. They had a lot of good goals. They made Halak look pretty bad last night, which a few months ago I was saying, I, I mentioned that I don't think Halak, he's let in some questionable goals, and that carried over into the round rally game. Yeah, Halak, I don't know why. So we, this team I don't think we should have Do you want to face Sidney Crosby in the first round? I like Halak. Yes, I want to play Sydney. I want to play Sidney Crosby in the first round. Sidney Crosby just lost to Carey Price two nights ago. Sidney Crosby's going to win tonight, though. I think he scored tonight. I, w- I would love to play Sidney Crosby. Crosby's not going yeah, if, Sidney Crosby's not losing in the first round to Montreal. Sidney Crosby didn't come to a bubble if to lose. the Bruins are going to have to beat the best teams at some point, why not play them in the first round? Give me Sidney Crosby in round one. Give me that. All day long. Like Give me Sidney Crosby year, in round easy, one. Last year, they had an easy road to the Stanley Cup. You know what, ha- what happened last time the Bruins and the Penguins played in the playoffs? That was, a, that was the year Ginla, Ginla blocked a trade to the Bruins to go ring chase with the Penguins. You know what happened? The Bruins... I th- the Bruins obliterated them, embarrassed Sidney Crosby on his own ice. So give me that all day long. Feed me Sidney Crosby on a silver platter all day. I will take the Bruins 10 times out of 10 in that series. And I'm willing to take them in five games in a series against the Penguins. If the Penguins can make it out of this round with the uh, Canadians, which I don't know. If Carey stands on his head, anything could happen. I I did say that the NHL was going to rig it for Montreal to get Lafreniere. I still think that's very possible. But... Toronto's sneaking into that picture. One way to get out of cap hell is to luck into the first overall pick and get a elite talent on a rookie contract for a couple of years. I mean, a little off happen. topic, but uh, if you guys were uh, got to choose Toronto, Edmonton, or uh, being Disney for the bubbles, where would you go? So, like, let's say like you got to choose your career, like you're like a Look like a manager or something. Would you rather be in the Toronto bubble, the Edmonton bubble, or the Disney bubble? Just off what you've seen on social media and stuff. I think the I think the Edmonton bubble got flooded and the lights came went out the other day during a game. Yeah, <laughs> out there. So that means I'm going to Toronto because I haven't watched any NBA bubble. 
So are you going to Toronto as well? I think I'd go to Orlando. I want to go to the beach. I, I was thinking about it. So I'd rather I, just heckle Austin Matthews and just try and get a copy of his medical reports. Oh, <laughs> great. You and your <laughs> boys from the Just chirp Austin Matthews' mustache. And then I'll make my own uh, guest appearance and on his TSN. his power play abilities. Which great. Are and then maybe I'll go commentate inside the booth for Sportsnet. You and James Sportsnet and Canada. How much does Sportsnet Canada pay for the NHL rights? I have Just no to have problem. their home team, Toronto Maple Leafs, get shut out in the first game back from quarantine. You know, I like Sportsnet. I, I don't know why you guys, like, I, I think you, there was a comment in the text or something. I'm trusting on the Sportsnet guys. Like, I, I, I don't mind them. I like Ron McClain. I think they're That's good guys. It. They're good commentators. Like, they, right. there's they're nothing they're wasting their time. Like, they're wasting their time with the Maple Leafs losing in the first round. I, I yeah, don't know why. Hockey United favorite. Canada must be tough every summer. Right. Hockey United Canada, Canada, I mean, all of Toronto, for how many years now? All of Toronto comes home from Jurassic Park, they sit down on the couch with the family, they put on Hockey United Canada, and you just got Ron McClain just ripping, ripping into this Maple Leafs team year after year, every summer. Hockey United Canada never seems to go into June. It always seems to end. It's tough. A little too early. Yeah, I I don't know how they do that, but I just know the sports net guys aren't bad. I don't like most of the guys. How is the ice going to hold up with these rinks? How is, how is like, like, Disney doing? Is it really hot? Like, I've seen, like, people at the beginning were complaining about the food and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, now it seems like everybody's cool with the food and stuff. Oh, and speaking of the NBA bubble, real quick, right before the end of the show, it's kind of, we're kind of running along, but the uh, the Nuggets are nasty. And I love MPJ, the Nuggets. MPJ, baby? The Nugget, not MPJ. MPJ is not why I like the Nuggets. Jokic is making these dribble moves that you'd see, like, a grandpa do. He's doing, like, these, like, sidestep, one-foot jumper mid-ranger things where he's not even leaving the ground. And he looks like he can barely move, and he's just draining them all over these guys. And Bull Bull is nasty. So I think the Nuggets are going to – I think the Nuggets are going to break basketball. They can run a five-big-man lineup uh, with Jokic at the point, Bull Bull at Bull Bull as a two-guard, and that guy's 7'5 or something like that. The Nuggets are sick, and uh, – that's why they lost to that, Jimmy Buckets by 20 points in the first game that they played. Oh. It's a regular season. I'm, I'm focused on playoffs. As a, as a Nuggets fan since yesterday, or like a week ago, I'm <laughs> focused on playoffs. Nuggets Nation. Well, I'm, at I'm loving the Nuggets right now. I like the this team. Right now. They're down by one point this, is, this is a five-year plan I have for the Nuggets. This is a Whoa. five-year plan. Breaking news. So Another five-year plan. And the 76ers are, I mean, Choosing Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler is going to haunt that franchise for the next 15 years. Also, the Pelicans, minimum. I don't even know why they drafted Zion Williamson if they're not going to play him. Agreed. That, part makes that no is sense. very interesting. You need Let two, the kid play. You need, you need two points with seven seconds left. And you what are you saving him for? It's awful. When he's 23 years old, making a run at the MVP? What, what are you saving him for? Uh, is it Boston or New York or Philadelphia? NBA young boy. There's a reason Anthony, Anthony Davis wanted out. The man that person plays. There's a reason Anthony Davis wanted out. And I... This whole league is being played right now just to get Zion into the playoffs. And the Pelicans have lost. There wouldn't be a regular season if Zion The Pelicans have lost two out of their three games coming into, into this break. And we're not playing. I mean, the, the NBA, Silver has to be extremely upset with the Pelicans coach. Right? Is it Gentry, I think, yeah. as the coach? Silver can't be happy with Gentry. And, uh, yeah, but that's all I got this week. I don't know if you have anything more to add. Also, I want to add that Kyrie Irving is missing in action. I don't under, I don't know where he is. I checked the box score. He's got his name doesn't show up. I Google him. He's donated one point five million to the WNBA. Google Kyrie Irving injury and his reports from like three months ago. Where is Kyrie? He's talking about all this social change and now he's, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. And when it comes to actually do something about it, he's not there. 
What's he doing? Where is he? He's the only guy in the NBA that doesn't decide to show up. Name one other player that's not playing. That's not Zion hurt. Williamson. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Rondo's not there, but that's because he Rondo's broke injured. his finger. Rondo's injured. I think the Boogie Cousins back out, maybe? Uh, Hayward's about to leave because his kid's about to be born. Okay. Oh, the only player not playing is Kyrie Irving, and there's no reports of him anywhere. The Nets are playing. They're, they're in the middle of a playoff run. Where is he? Kyrie Irving, I... I, I don't Where? Want to, I don't. I don't want to get started on Kerry, so I, I won't. He's all talk. I Where is he? I can't get started on Kerry. This will be a three-hour episode. I think because he thinks the Earth is flat. Maybe that has something to do. He doesn't know where he is. I. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, there's there's no news on Kyrie Irving here. I, I, there's, there's nothing. nothing. There's nothing. Other than he donated to the WBA. Good, good for him for making donations. Great. I. I. I maybe should donate. called out him as a donate person. to his team a little and bit. He's a basketball player. Good for him. I, I, I'm, I can't slander him for that. I was surprised by that, too. I, th- I, I was not expecting that. The Nets are going to be in the playoffs. They have a seven-game lead over ninth-place Washington Wizards. And you know, in this league, anybody can beat anybody. So why wouldn't Kyrie <laughs> want to go up Any against Giannis look. in the first round and knock out Giannis? I, Send a message to the well, rest of the league. What about KD? KD's healthy. We both know KD's healthy right, right. now. KD is a hundred. How long is an Achilles take? KD's been out for can't take that much. KD's been out for well over a year now. Is he not in the bubble? Is he in the bubble? No, he's not playing. Shut it down. They're both in Brooklyn somewhere. Why did KD shut it down? KD, KD and Kyrie both shut it down. If Kyrie was serious about the game, he would go there, take out Giannis in the first round, then do stepovers and crossovers over Jimmy buckets, then have revenge against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Championship, and then beat LeBron in the finals. That's what a real basketball player would do: take out Giannis, take out buckets. Take out your old team Celtics and then take out LeBron in the finals. Uh, I where's Kyrie? Kyrie's still dodging the Celtics. That's my theory. Kyrie can't risk a matchup with the Celtics. I go. There's no fans in the building. Which last time I was at a Celtics game was Celtics Nets first game. Right. First game against the Nets and Kyrie. Kyrie dodged the Celt- game. Yeah, Celtics Nets. Cried about, that was one of the. That was one of my favorite moments as a sports fan ever. Just chanting, "Where is Kyrie?" All night long. That's all we were chanting. That building was rocking, and I. It was just. It, it made me really enjoy Celtics basketball again for the Shake first Milton time. Shake Milton just hit a three for the 76ers with six seconds left in the game to take a one-point lead. Is Shake Milton the franchise winger or wing for well, the 76ers? Well, he just made a 25-three-pointer from the right wing, assisted by Al Horford. How many how many points does Cormcaz have? Corkmoss. Corkmoss. Corkmoss has 12 points, three for six from the three-point line. Wow, big game. Philly Unite is lighting it up. Uh, I think the 76ers should be a first-round exit. I Joel Embiid can only take that team so far, and that guy's going to be on Twitter anyway. Ben Simmons is the Andrew Benatendi of the NBA. Bad, bad basketball player. He's, he's the John Tavares of the NBA. Just He's never winning a thing. That's all I got. I'm done I'm done ranting for this episode. Anything else? Uh, no, I mean, actually, Brian, do you have anything else to say before I uh, close it up? thankful for getting invited on the show. I hope I get invited back. I had a great time. You know, I... Two verse one, I'm used to it when it being a Leafs guy. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm just, I mean, thank you. I yeah, had a I mean, great if, time. If we're going by history, Torts last year, the sweep in the first round, if he sweeps again, the series will be over on Thursday, August 6th. And then, you never know, maybe early next week, we'll get you back on after the sweep and digest maybe some offseason moves for the Leafs. You know, I mean, that could I'm be- excited. You know, I was going to go to Gloucester, but I guess I'm going to... Put a big X on the calendar because I, mean, I, I can't wait to come back. I think Leafs offseason talk is going to start in early to mid-August instead of, you know, mid to late September. So that's just kind of the way it rolls wait. around here. I can't wait to be brought right. back on the show. Fun episode. Thanks for coming on. Can't wait to talk to you in a week or two about the Toronto Maple Leafs.
and the inevitable firing of Dubis and the trade of whoever. Thanks for coming on. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at biased underscore underscore opinion. And we'll be back uh, probably next week with another new episode. Now that sports are thankfully back and we get to talk some hockey.